welcome to Little Stories for Tiny People. Tiny people, oh how I've missed you. It has been so long since my last story. You must be so tall by now. How tall are you? Are you this tall? Are you this tall? Well, I have a feeling you are quite tall, and you may even be in a bigger shoe since I last told you a story. I'm glad to be back for this special Valentine's Day story. Joining me is my neighbor, Ramona the Rabbit. Ramona has been here before. She was my guest for Little Rabbit Can't Eat Clover. And guess why I invited her back? Today's story features Little Rabbit again. Ramona, you look very well today. Oh my, what is this? You didn't have to get me anything. You guys, Ramona just handed me something. It's made of paper. It's red. It's shaped like a heart. <gasps> Do you know what it is? It's a valentine. Oh, Ramona. She's scribbling something on it. It says, yes, okay, happy Valentine's Day, but just get on with the story. You don't have to tell me twice, Ramona. Okay, remember, there are no pictures, so you have to imagine the pictures in your mind. You can imagine them however you want. Okay, here we go. Little Rabbit unwrapped his lunch. Mm Mm-mm, his dad had really outdone himself this time. A dollop of carrot ginger mash, a mountain of maple-glazed pumpkin seeds, and a generous helping of persimmon pudding. As usual, Little Rabbit's friends peered over his shoulder to admire his midday meal. After Little Rabbit stopped eating clover last year, his dad enrolled in cooking school. Now, each lunchbox was full of his dad's creations. There were a few times things fell flat. The combination of curried mushrooms and pickled pears left Little Rabbit feeling as though a battle were being waged in his tummy. But for the most part, Little Rabbit's lunches made his friends swoon. Persimmon pudding? Can I swap you a spoonful for a beet chip? Can I have just one pumpkin seed? You can have one of my rutabaga slices. Oh, oh, Little Rabbit, I'll trade you a spoonful of carrot ginger mash for a spinach cracker. Little Rabbit made some trades, then settled into his patch of grass. As he chewed a pumpkin seed, Savoring the sweet maple flavor, the class's new student sat down a few yards away with her lunch. Little Badger had moved to the village just a few days earlier, and she had yet to speak above a whisper to anyone except their teacher, Ms. Constantinopolis. As Little Rabbit's friends jabbered on excitedly about the upcoming Valentine's Day party, Little Rabbit watched Little Badger open her lunchbox and place each item carefully on the grass in front of her. Little Rabbit could see a shiny apple, a dish of green leaves, 
and a few slices of turnip. Little Rabbit looked down at his elegantly plated lunch prepared by his chef of a dad. He scooped up a portion of each of his dishes and scampered over to Little Badger. Here, Little Rabbit said, his voice sounding incredibly loud even to himself as he remembered how quiet Little Badger seemed to be. Here, would you like to share some of my lunch? Little Badger glanced at the fancy-looking food and tried to casually hide her simple meal with her paws. Uh, okay, thank you. Great, Little Rabbit exclaimed and set the food down in Little Badger's lunchbox. My dad is a chef. He's always cooking interesting stuff. I mean, sometimes it's more weird than interesting, like the time he added chili pepper to an apple pie or the time he made ice cubes out of pickle juice. Our neighbors still talk about that. Little Badger was quiet. Anyway, everything he made today is really good. Try it. Little Badger took her spoon and dug into the carrot ginger mash. She took a bite and grinned. It's really good, she murmured. Her tummy rumbled, and she quickly ate the rest of Little Rabbit's offerings, marveling over the exquisite flavor combinations. Little Badger opened her mouth to express thanks when she felt a burning sensation that began traveling down her throat. Water, she gasped. Water, water. Little Rabbit ran to the nearby pond and cupped his paws to carry water back to Little Badger. She sipped it all, but it didn't help. Ms. Constantinopoulos rushed over. Little Badger, let's call your aunt to come get you. She's at the garden today. I can't reach her there. Little Rabbit knew just what to do. I'll take her to Cousin Isadora. She'll help us. Little Rabbit took Little Badger by the paw, and together they ran to Cousin Isadora's place. Cousin Isadora was in the middle of a hypnosis session when they burst in the door. You are now in a very deep sleep. Listen to me carefully. When you wake up, you will no longer wish to dig under the fence into the farmer's cabbage patch. You will respect the fence. Respect the fence. Whenever you feel an urge to dig in your head, you will hear the phrase, Emergency! Emergency! Uh, oh, oh no, no, Roberto, that's not a good phrase. Okay, ignore that. You will hear the phrase, Cousin Isadora, please help us. Little Badger's having a reaction. Good grief. I give up. Roberto. Wake up now, dear. The elder rabbit's eyes popped open and he sat up. Roberto, honey, come back in a few days for another treatment. Meantime, respect the fence. And hopefully, I won't have to send in another rescue team to the cabbage patch. Roberto nodded and scampered off. Little rabbit, what a surprise. Your coat is looking ever so shiny, my dear. Your dad's nutritious meals must be doing you some good. Cousin Isadora, this is Little Badger, and she needs your help. Stat. Little Badger was looking quite ill, but thankfully her breathing was getting back to normal. 
Of course, of course, let's talk. Cousin Isadora had little Badger recount all the foods she'd eaten, all the plants she'd stepped on, all the animals she'd been around. She asked about insect bites and weather changes. She talked about the phases of the moon and the alignment of the stars. None of this led anywhere obvious, so she pulled out her allergy testing kit. All right, you're gonna feel some pricks, she said as she prepared the test. Little Rabbit took Little Badger's paw, and Little Badger surprised him by squeezing it. Thank you, Little Badger whispered. Little Rabbit squeezed back. Ugh, I haven't been eating enough carrots lately. My eyes are going. Where are my glasses? Cousin Isadora looked around helplessly. Little Rabbit and Little Badger shared a giggle. They're on your head, Cousin Isadora. Ah, thank you. Just you wait till you're an old rabbit like me. You won't know your nose from your ears. Little Rabbit and Little Badger busted out laughing. Cousin Isadora smiled and got down to work. Twenty minutes later, they had their answer. Cousin Isadora grabbed a large book off the shelf and flipped through to the section on grasses before settling on a page showing a photo of an ordinary-looking patch of onion grass. Little Badger, did you happen to sit on a patch of this onion grass at lunch today? Yeah, I did. It looked just like that. This is the culprit. You must have put your lunch down on the onion grass before reading it. You ate a tiny bit of the grass and had a reaction to it. But that grass is everywhere, Cousin Isadora, Little Rabbit cried. Where are you from, kid? You new to the area? Little Badger nodded. You got this grass back home? Little Badger shook her head. Not much of a talker, eh? Little Badger shook her head again. I like that. Silence is golden and all that. Look, Little Badger, this is a pretty severe reaction. I can give you some medicine to take if it happens again, but your best bet is to avoid onion grass entirely. You mean forever? Little Badger looked down at her paws sadly. Yeah, possibly forever. We'll have to test you again in a year or two. But to Little Badger, it sounded like FOREVER. Little Rabbit whispered, Don't worry, I'm going to help you. Little Rabbit borrowed a wheelbarrow from Cousin Isadora and pulled Little Badger home so she wouldn't have to step on any onion grass. At the door of her house, Little Badger turned and thanked Little Rabbit. I don't know if I can come back to school. There's onion grass everywhere. Maybe I'll have to move away again. And I was just starting to like it here. Little Rabbit didn't know what to say. He gave Little Badger a hug and scampered off home. As he went, he tried to think of how to make the situation better. The next day, Little Badger didn't come to school. At lunch, Little Rabbit opened his lunchbox to see another set of artisanal foods. His friends peered over his shoulder, and he made some trades. Then he glanced over to the patch of onion grass where Little Badger had sat the day before and frowned. There were patches of onion grass scattered all around the schoolyard. Little Rabbit suddenly had an idea, and he knew just who to go to for help. Roberto lived in a plain hole 
next to the fenced-off cabbage patch at the other end of the village. Approaching his home, Little Rabbit could see why the cabbage patch was so tempting. The cabbages were big, beautiful, and very close. Roberto was gathering some leaves for his bed as Little Rabbit approached. Mr. Roberto? Roberto looked up and then glanced over both shoulders. His tail quivered nervously. Uh, uh, who sent you? I haven't dug under the fence. I haven't been near the cabbages. I... No, no, Mr. Roberto, remember me? I saw you at Cousin Isadora's the other day. Oh, little rabbit, right? That's me. Anyway, I overheard that you've got some digging skills. Used to. I gave all that up. No more digging for me. No more digging under fences. But what about digging for a good cause? The next day was the Valentine's Day party. Little Rabbit scampered over to Little Badger's house before school. When Little Badger came to the door, she looked glum. Little Rabbit, I'm not coming to school anymore. Thanks for coming by, though. Little Rabbit just held out a paw. From it dangled two boots and a pair of mittens. These are for you. I wear them sometimes when it snows, but I want you to have them. They'll protect your paws from the onion grass. Hmm, it is a smart idea. Little Rabbit got Little Badger to put on the boots and mittens, and they scampered off to school together. When they arrived, Little Badger couldn't believe her eyes. The schoolyard was empty. They'd arrived before all the other little animals. Ms. Constantinopolis had already decorated for the party. The trees were laced with pink and red streamers. The branches were speckled with heart-shaped ornaments. But it was the ground that captured Little Badger's attention. All around the schoolyard, the patches of onion grass had been dug up and hauled away. In their places, there were patches of new soil, perfectly shaped into hearts. A little cheesy, huh? Cute though, right? Remember Roberto? He dug up all the onion grass. It was really nice of him, although for some reason he kept jumping up and asking if there was an emergency. Not sure what that was about. Little Badger brightened. I think, I think, I think this is awesome. Hey, um, Little Rabbit? Yeah? Tag, you're it. Little Badger tapped Little Rabbit on the paw and scampered off into the schoolyard. Little Rabbit shrieked with delight and ran after her. A few minutes later, their classmates arrived, and they all played for the rest of their party, their tiny paws skipping over a blanket of hearts. Okay, Ramona, I know you were anxious for me to quit my yammering and tell the story. So, what did you think? Did you love it? Ramona is scribbling again. 
Okay, it says, Somebody loved the story. <laughs> ha ha, very cute. I'm glad somebody loved it. I hope all of you enjoyed it too. Special thanks today go to Juliet the Jackrabbit. Juliet is Ramona's distant cousin and kindly helped me work through some of the early drafts of this story. I don't think I could have done it without your critical eye. Although I probably could have done without all the jumping. It was somewhat distracting. Little Stories for Tiny People is written, performed, and produced by me, Rhea Pector. Thanks for listening in to this special Valentine's Day episode. I am currently in the process of writing a new season, so make sure you stay subscribed so you see new episodes when they appear. I'll be back soon with a new season of stories to share. 